are they waiting for? The Mandalorian. This is what we do. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 74. My name is Tom Van Zandt, I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my metal co-hosts, the official lawyer of Not Nation, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Todd. Happy to be here for episode 69.5. 69.5 wouldn't it be 69 plus 5 69.5 is like a half episode <laughs> we're slipping this in it's additional content do you want to do you want to try that again chris i have spoken i have spoken <laughs> well done and we have a very special guest on tonight D-Rock and Money aren't with us, unfortunately. They had better things to do, apparently, than record an episode of the podcast. I know everyone's surprised. But filling in, happily, is one of our great friends, graphic designer extraordinaire, Mr. Aaron Wood. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be back. It is. You haven't been on in quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to duck in maybe once a year or so, kind of say what I need to say, and then go back into the shadows and plan some more. Well, I will tell you, Aaron, that your last appearance, which was when you and I totally lambasted Star Wars <laughs> The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. that particular episode is one of our highest downloaded <laughs> episodes. Is very, very, very popular, so... Excellent. I don't know Excellent. if that's because of the subject matter or because of you, but either way, I'll take it. You'll take it. You know, I followed those numbers too, and I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is doing really well." Yep. So good job. Hopefully, we can repeat that. Maybe we'll have a repeat of that with your appearance here tonight. Let's do it. Awesome. So, what's going on, guys? How are you? How you been? No, I'm pretty good, Tom. Busy with work. Just uh, spent the weekend back in New York with the. With the family, so other than that, you know, things are actually going well. It's been a nice fall. I know it's been a little while since it happened, but I want to offer my condolences on your Yankees being knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one, but, you know, future's looking bright. Well, the good news is your New England Patriots are 9-1, and one, which is a very impressive record. It is, and they're your New England Patriots, too. That's right. So we agree, Uh-oh. at least we agree on football. <laughs> Not much. So can I, you want to hear, a, speaking a Patriots-related story, very quick one? Sure. You know how much Not Nation loves sports. Go ahead. Well, for those of you who care, if, if you don't, go. it's a good time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so a very good friend of mine works for Smith & Wesson mm-hmm. here in Springfield, Massachusetts, Massachusetts USA, USA Earth, Milky Way. And he um, called me up a couple weeks ago and said, what are you and your dog doing next weekend? This was, what, two weeks ago? And I said, don't really have any plans. He says, you want to go pheasant hunting with David Andrews? Really? So we could go Saturday. So wow. I spent the afternoon 
pheasant hunting with David Andrews, the currently injured center for the New England Patriots. That's amazing. Who wow. I can tell you is a super nice guy. Is he a good shot? We didn't get any birds. There Aww. was a, it was kind of a slow day, but took a night, had a nice long walk in the woods and chatted with the guy. Uh, he's from Georgia. Just about as nice a person as you could ever hope to meet. Did he give you any dirt on Tom Brady or Belichick? You know, I didn't ask. Didn't really? really feel appropriate. And I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who really gets in, gets into that. I mean, we talked about a couple things and, you know, I was more interested in, you know, about more his background. It was funny. I was asking about being an injured reserve, how much he travels with the team. And they don't have to. He goes to, he lives in Foxborough. He goes to the home games due to his, due to his medical condition. He had a blood clot in his lungs. That's right. And apparently he's currently, a, and the blood clots healed or passed. I don't know what the proper term is, mm-hmm. but some blood thinners and that's what's keeping him out. Oh, hopefully he'll be able to be back in because the Patriots could sorely use him. Oh God. Yes. Uh, their offensive line just is yeah not good. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, believe me. But yeah, so that was kind of my kind of my high point. I'm not not much of a star fucker, but that one was pretty. That was a good and fun. He and I couldn't do it justice, but he he's good friends with Matt Light, who used to play for the Patriots. I love Matt. I love Matt Light. I love Matt Light. Oh yeah, apparently he's about the funniest human being you're ever going to meet. Yeah, Matt Light's awesome. Yeah. So, and you know what I didn't do. What didn't you do? Ask him for an autograph. There you go, buddy. Ooh, class. Stupid. I got what, a picture with him. What would have been? Asking for an autograph. <laughs> I was just gonna say, did you bring a fucking football for him to sign? <laughs> yeah, here, sign my shotgun. Sign, sign my football for for my dog Bucky. <laughs> Actually, I had him sign Bucky. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Autograph the dog. Very cool. <laughs> well, hopefully he gets on the mend and gets back with the team because you're right. We could use him. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Pats. How many years has it been since they've had a good defense? Um, I mean, a really good, good defense. It's been a few years. I would argue it's been a while. when Teddy when Teddy Bruschi was last with the team was probably the last time they had a good defense. That was, what, 75? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it. There you yeah. go, Not Nation. There's your sports ball talk. Your... Yep. <laughs> we apologize for all of you people who don't care about sports and for all of you who hate the Patriots. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> We're in New England, so it's. Yep. Uh, I have spoken. I have spoken. All right. Now, moving on to our guest of honor, Mr. Aaron Wood, my buddy from, God, I don't even know, 30 years? How long has it been? I think it was NOM. I think it was (laughs) was 72, 73. When when I got both legs blown off and you dragged me out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And I got your legs, you got mine. That's right. Um, Little mix up there. (laughs) Not to besmirch anyone who lost their legs in the war. I'm not trying to make light of that. Oh, my God. This is true. True. People are so sensitive nowadays. Let me just put that disclaimer out there. Slap it right on there. Yeah. So how you been, bud? I've been amazing. Everything's going great. Been really creative lately, doing a lot of art, I doing a that. lot of shows, you know, just uh, keeping busy. That's what you so, want to do. And watching a lot, a lot of streaming stuff. There's a, so much stuff out there like right now that's really good. Oh, yeah. Especially now that Disney Plus has dropped and we will be discussing... <laughs> A certain show that came out on Disney Plus, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, it was yeah. nice to see you at Bing Comic Con 2019. 
Yeah, Sping is always a great little local show. I missed the last couple years because I was busy, but I came back, did really, really well, saw a lot of friends, took place in the art fight, which is always great. A lot of fun. uh, Yeah, it's it's amazing. You DJ that, you know, you're the MC. I am. It's a good time. And and they're getting more people every year. Yeah, they're expanding, too. They had a downstairs this year with extra tables and vendors, which was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, Mr. Mark Mastel and everybody's got a little piece of Van Zant in them. And G. Michael Dobbs and Brian Hale definitely know how to uh, organize a good shindig. That's yeah, for we sure. we had Mark and Mike on a couple episodes ago actually to promote, and it was a really good show. They, nice. Mike had some classic stories. <laughs> definitely <laughs> worth going back and giving it a listen if you haven't heard it. But yeah, that was great. Had a great time there. Good turnout. And uh, I'm going to let you in a little inside baseball. I'm taking a more active role, you know, because I do uh, work for a t-shirt. That's what I do. Yes. And I am seeing DJ for a t-shirt. And I thought to myself, you know what? I just don't do enough for that t-shirt. I need to to offer more of myself. So so I actually (laughs) made a suggestion to Mr. Mastel, and I believe he is going to take my suggestion. So starting next year, there will be a third event going on. We already have the cosplay parade slash contest is one event, and then we have the world-famous Bing Comic-Con art fight, which you spoke of. Mm -hmm. And beginning in 2020, Bing Comic-Con 2020, the eighth year, I might add, Mm. we will be having a third event. Would you like to know what that third event is? I would love to know what the third event is. Pop culture trivia. Ooh. Yes, sir. Trivia is a big big thing right now. So I suggested, I said, well, why don't we have a trivia event? And I believe Mr. Michael Dobbs is going to host it and ask trivia questions of our audience members and of... I might have a little panel of people there. But, yeah, we haven't figured out the logistics completely, but that is the idea, and Mark loved it, and that is probably happening and debuting next year's Bing Comic-Con. So there's something new, new content to look forward to, created by yours truly, Tom Van Zandt. Everybody's got a little piece of Van Zant in them. I love it. Absolutely love it. You're welcome. So hey, anyway. Tom. Yes, sir. Obviously, you were painfully aware of my absence at the Bing Comic Con. Yeah, we were we were all kind of bummed out because even D-Rock showed up and he never shows up to anything. Nah, no thanks. Well, do you know where I was? Farmer Mike was there. No, where were you, Chris? I was actually in Burlington, Vermont, USA Earth Milky Way, and I saw uh, Nick Offerman in concert. Mr. Ron Swanson himself? Ron Swanson himself. And the only reason I was didn't go was because a good friend of mine who I've known for many, many years, we'd bought the tickets four months ago. Right. So that was, unfortunately, I think I, if I would have known Bing Comic-Con was that same weekend, I, we might've made other plans because he actually played in Albany the night before. But I'll tell you, Nick Hofferman is nothing like Ron Swanson. Oh no, 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 he's not. And I knew that I've read both his books, Yeah. but my God in concert, in fact, the last song he plays, is called I'm Not Ron Swanson. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> he, he is funny. I'm not going to take that away, but 
he is not a libertarian at all. No, he's a liberal, 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 liberal. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We have some very liberal listeners, and we love you all, Not Nation. Not Nation is made up of all types and kinds and sizes, and we love you all. Yay. Quick FYI. Uh, if you'd like to mark your calendars, next year's Bing Comic Con will be October 24th. Ooh. So if you want to mark your calendar now, Chris, so you don't book any concerts or anything. <laughs> yeah. And then so we might actually be able to record a podcast. That would be fun. You're never going to believe this. You got something going on. Wedding that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that figures. That's some bullshit. And I oh, can't wow. miss it because I'm giving away the bride. Well, there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's always something. So just have them reschedule. Okay, just for you. <laughs> so, Aaron, real quick, yes. Um, yes. why don't you give everyone a little bit of background in case they haven't heard you before on the show and they don't know anything about you. Just quickly give us a little background and what you do and where we can find your stuff. I am a graphic designer based in the uh, New England area. I've been doing art pretty much most of my life. In fact, yourself and I have teamed up uh, along with a fellow friend to do a comic book in the past called Captain Drew and His Crew of Two. Yes. The last uh, seven or eight years, I've been doing uh, very well making social media propaganda posters and retro travel posters, which I have in my Etsy shop. And if you'd like to check my work out, you can see that on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash just one scarf. That's J-U-S-T-O-N-E-S-C-A-R-F. And that's where you can find all my stuff. And the holidays are coming up and they make great gifts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little about me, creative and uh, big nerd. I'm a straight-up nerd. Yep, you are, and we love you. All right, my friend. So who saw El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie? I did. I did. I did. All right, because I pimped it. That was my recommendation on our last episode. I was very, very excited about it. And I know it's been out for well over a month, but, you know, we don't record every week, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time we've recorded since we've all seen it. So uh, why don't we give a quick review, just a quick one, because we've got other things that we want to talk about. But I would love to know what you guys thought about it, because I personally was a huge Breaking Bad fan, the TV show. And I was very much looking forward to this, getting some closure on Jesse Pinkman's story. And finding mm-hmm. out what happened to Walt and what have you. So obviously, spoilers ahead, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't gone on Netflix and watched El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, then skip this segment or pause this and go watch it and then come back. I'll go with our guest first, Aaron Wood. What did you think of El Camino? I was really looking forward to this, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh, oh, they're they're really doing this. This isn't just like some crazy rumor. So the night that it dropped, I sat down and I watched it and loved just about every second of it. It was uh, it was tense. It felt like a really good long episode of the show, which in some ways a lot of people like movies that feel like TV episodes just shouldn't be movies. But I, I think that this did really well for what it was. It tied everything up really well. Jesse did get some kind of closure 
of course, since we said spoilers, I will reveal that yes, Brian Cranston does have a cameo in this. Yeah, there's a, a lot. There's actually a, a lot of cool cameos in this movie. <laughs> yes, this this is flashback time for a lot of things, both past and present. So you do get a lot of characters from Breaking Bad coming back into this. You know, you get Mike Ehrmantraut. You get there's a lot of fan service in this, and it's a lot of new stuff that just clears everything up enough to feel satisfied don't forget hey. Kristen ritter showed up yes yes that was awesome too and that was really good uh she was near the end right yeah yeah she right was, at the uh, end yeah yeah i liked it i really liked it I, I think that they they did good by putting this in there and i think that the next season of uh better call saul i think should tie everything up in a neat little bow well, is the next season of Better Call Saul the final season, or is there... I think it is. I oh. think we're getting to that head point where everything's just going to like catch up to timeline-wise. I mean, if you look at what happened last season and what you know events transpired, I think that they're definitely just pushing for that final showdown or whatever, leading into Breaking Bad. Right. What did you think, Mr. Todd? I liked it a lot. I felt I I think Aaron said exactly what I thought that it feels kind of like an extra long episode of Breaking Bad, but it which worked. Is a good thing. Yeah, it worked. Um, which is kind of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a theater movie. Breaking Bad was a TV show, obviously, so I want the feel of the show. I loved Breaking Bad when it was on, but I always thought that even though it was clearly the show was about Walter White and he was always the center of it, that especially the last season or so that. Jesse's character arc never really got enough play. Not at all. Because he, if you look at him, he really is a tragic character. Oh, yeah. He got pulled into some bullshit. Man, this is some bullshit. And it just constantly got worse for him. No matter what mm-hmm. he did, it just always got worse. No and everyone what... he loved got killed. <laughs> Literally. Yes, that's getting worse. Yeah. I think they were borderline on waiting too long to put it out. I don't think they could have waited any longer since the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah, because it's been, what, six years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they wait. You know, they did it with 24. I think they waited too long to bring that back. Right. You know, they did a lot of of shows. They try to to resurrect them too long after they've gone off the air that you're just kind of over them. Right. I mean, Breaking Bad was a great show. I loved it. It deserves all the accolades it gets, but it's done. I've moved on. We're all into new things now. And this is nice to see what happened to Jesse, and I thought it was an excellent movie. I'm glad that his character finally got something of a happy ending. Yes. And the fan service was nice. I'm glad they brought in, you know, tied up a lot of loose ends. Thank God they filmed it before Robert Forster died. He died, like, the day after it dropped. Did you see that? Yes. How fucking crazy was that? Yeah, that was sad. You know who Robert Forster is, right, Chris? He oh pl- yeah, yeah, he yeah. Played, the, the, he played the, Ed, the vacuum guy who relocated yeah. everybody. Yeah. But as far as Better Call Saul, which this might be heresy to say, but might actually be better than Breaking Bad. No, I don't think that's so- heresy. I don't think it's it, heresy. Um, you could argue. I mean, clearly, you could argue it's better than certain seasons of Breaking Bad. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt, it's been consistently good all along. Right. It's, it's building up, but I think you got a solid three seasons to go on that before it's done. I, I think there's at least two more left. I think you've got room for two more seasons because I think the final season you could commingle 
with, that's what I want to see. Yeah, exactly. with the timeline, and you could bring back Walt, and and you could actually have them cross over because there's a lot that season of Breaking Bad. Saul isn't in it that much. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. going on behind the scenes that you don't see Saul doing that they can cover. If I was writing Better Call Saul, because the way the last season ended, he had just sort of become Saul. Right. He Well, he decided he was changing his name officially. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's not just changing his name. That's just the symbol of the fact that now he's gone full-on shady kind of underworld character right that he's now gone from the well-intentioned jimmy who's just trying to get out of his brother's shadow he's turned into slipping jimmy <laughs> exactly yeah, completely yeah. exactly yeah so that's where it ended you got a season for him to kind of fully embrace the character yeah of of saul and then you can have and the last season what i would love to see is the whole season show all the crap Saul is doing behind the scenes while the stuff in Breaking Bad is happening. Right, while he's trying to defend Badger and all that other shit. <laughs> yeah, all you know, all the things, you know, everything from Saul's perspective. And by That's the way, can I just say other than hell hey, to do it. Can but. I can I just say out of everyone that had a cameo in El Camino Everyone, you can tell everyone has aged except for fucking Badger. Like Matt Jones, the guy who plays Badger, just he has that baby face that never ages. He doesn't look like he's changed at all. No, no. So that was awesome. Unfortunately, Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike Ermatrow, he has gotten really old looking. Oh my God, has he aged? He's always been old. Yeah, but these last couple of years, he's gotten really old looking. I noticed it on the Saul show, and now in his cameo in El Camino, he looked really old. You know who else didn't translate well was Jesse Plemons, the guy who plays Todd. Yes. He was very bloated and overweight, and they should have made his ass lose some weight because he looked nothing like the Todd from Breaking Bad, and this is supposed to... The flashbacks were all taking place in that time period, and and he didn't look anything like the Todd we knew from the last couple seasons of Breaking Bad. I mean, I, I guess, what are you going to do? You can't keep people from aging, but they could have had the guy drop a few pounds. If he, Even if he had dropped 20 pounds, he would have looked different. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. he he just looked heavy. It didn't look right. It was out of place. But anyhow, all right. So I think we all agree El Camino was great, tied up a lot of loose ends. It confirmed, at least verbally over the radio, it confirmed that Walter White died. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to bring Walter White back to life. That was ridiculous. Right, right, right. Although although I will say, just to, just to wrap it up, did you see some years ago, the episode of MythBusters where they proved that the machine gun rig would actually work. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you haven't already, check out El Camino. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, I'm sure you've already seen it, and it was awesome. That's all we have to say about that. We have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're going to get into Star Wars because the remainder of this episode is going to be very Star Wars heavy. So, if you're not a Star Wars fan. Thanks for the download. You may want to switch us off because we're talking Star Wars. And uh, Cue the theme music. That's right. There it is. 
So why don't we talk about the final trailer of The Rise of Skywalker, which is going to be episode nine, the final piece of the Skywalker puzzle. This is it. This ends the saga, supposedly. That's what they're saying anyway. I think we all know how we felt about the last episode, The Last Jedi, so we won't even bother talking about that. Uh, Mm. None of us are fans of that movie. All three of us thought it was very bad. <laughs> Some of us thought it was worse than others, Chris Todd. <laughs> but are you hopeful from this last trailer? What did you think, Aaron Wood, when you saw the final trailer for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? First of all, what do you think of that name, The Rise of Skywalker? I don't even think we've talked about that. Once again, it's got a lot of connotations of what the hell the rise could be who which skywalker what skywalker what's rising what's going on what's happening you know that's good i want a title that doesn't give everything away right makes you you, makes you think makes you wonder yeah yeah so there's a lot of a lot of intrigue going on right right off the bat which is which is good overall the trailer yeah I'm, i'm such a sucker for star wars i mean good or bad I'm going to watch it, and if it's bad, I'll just talk about hating it. But if it's good... <laughs> like you did with I'll Last like Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we got J.J. back on board. I think a lot of scenes from the new trailer show a lot of promise. You know, looks like we're going back to the Death Star. We got Ray and uh, Kylo having, you know, a showdown. Or are they really? Because there's a scene that looks like they're kind of teaming up to knock down whatever that statue thing is, <laughs> uh, you know, plate, plate of sandwiches or don't, whatever's don't going you, on there. Don't you get the feeling the narrative is going to be that they have to put their differences aside and work together to defeat Emperor Palpatine, who is obviously back? <sighs> it could, it could very well be that, you know, I, is he back? Is it just the spirit? Like, I'm not saying like spirit, like ghost spirit, but just like, the spirit of the Sith, it, it, it could go so many ways. So until I sit my ass in the seat and am really disappointed or really, really thrilled, there's just too much up in the air, which is good. I, there were some things I was like, oh, it's a chase scene on a desert planet. Yay. You know, um, and I'll <laughs> JJ get likes some- to revisit what works. Yeah, I'll get into more of that with the Mandalorian. That's like some of my only, uh, okay, or right. some of my, you know, <laughs> yeah, dislikes about it. But yeah, I th- I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be the whole gangs together for, for this one. Everyone's to so far in the trailer we've seen Poe and Finn and Ray and kind and Chewie and three PO and R two kind of all going off on an adventure, which is nice. You know, I didn't um, see Rose though. Uh, she's in one or two promo shots I've seen. Okay. So she's in there. So she lives, but we'll see what happens with her character, whether they are just like, she's got to stay behind and do stuff. (laughs) Or maybe she joins in and hopefully they write her differently than in The Last Jedi. You know, I would have loved to have seen her character be more of this badass fan of what they were doing rather than kind of like, fangirl kind of thing yeah. you know like obsessive fan that she kind of came across as right but anyway we'll we'll see i got nothing against the actress i got nothing against having her character there it's just the way her character played out well so. that was all ryan johnson's fault yeah 
and, and we'll see what we'll see what happens with with this. See what if they, JJ what they handles her better. Yeah, I, I think J and JJ we trust. Hopefully JJ doesn't go down the nostalgia road too much. No. I, I, I want new ground. I want some nostalgia, but I want enough new ground to finish on a high note. Well, the thing is, you you don't want new ground like Ryan Johnson did. <laughs> well, that's true. He too. took new ground to a new level, and it was not good. Mm-hmm. Too much new ground. Yeah. Uh, some of the old tropes you need to stick with, you know. Yes, you do. You it's Star Wars. You right. have to have a little bit of fan service in there every once in a while. Yeah. But I think the amount that we got in Force Awakens and Last Jedi is enough to carry us over into this one. You know, although once again, with the Emperor looming or whatever it is, that's a big it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris Todd, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> yes. Unleash because you didn't even you didn't even like Force Awakens. You don't like the new trilogy at all so far. Okay, let me start out with this. The original trilogy is a very good story that's very well told. Okay. Can we agree on that? Yes. The prequel trilogy is a good story that's not very well told. Agreed. The sequel trilogy, two movies in, is a bad story badly told. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking garbage since day one oh. you have the first movie is a goddamn ripoff of a new hope and not even a good ripoff uh-huh. and then we have the last jedi which should have been the last star wars movie because it was a giant piece of shit in every conceivable <laughs> way that ruined luke skywalker's character yeah and now after you've taken all of our childhood hero and turned him into a whiny fucking old cry bitch <laughs> And then off him in the dumbest way possible. They killed him like they killed the fucking dog that they added on to the fucking Simpsons that one episode. (laughs) Remember that? I can't even remember his name. They added a dog into Itchy and Scratchy. And at the end, he just floats off, go, I am an alien and I have to go back to space. And he's gone. Poochie, the rocking dog, please. Poochie. A moment of silence for Poochie. Poochie. Poochie, the rocking dog. Thank you very much, Aaron. You're welcome. I, I got you. Remember Poochie's name. But and now I'm supposed to get excited for the third story. I watched it. I was like, okay, you're you're bringing back the emperor. Okay, we're that we're doing that now. Do what must be done. So well, got, that's okay. that's at least exciting. Palpatine's one of my favorite villains of all time. Yeah, but he's dead. Leave the fucker dead. Is he? he got, see though. Got a goddamn Is he shit. though? Is he really though? Yes. You forget, he he learned at the feet of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis is a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise. He could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? Unfortunately, He taught his apprentice everything he knew 
Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. He knows the secret of everlasting life. He knows how to come back. No, he doesn't. That was the best part of the end of the trilogy. That's what makes Vader the fucking tragic character. He kills all the fucking Jedi and turns evil. And then freaking Palpatine is like, now we can learn this. And he didn't go, what you talk about, Willis? Because (laughs) he went to save his wife on the promise of a guy who didn't know how to fucking save his wife. That's what makes him so tragic. Uh He's fucking off the emperor right there. Oh, God. It would have, of course, saved us the entire original trilogy if he actually would have done that. That would have been even worse storytelling. But seriously, I can't get excited. In fact, I'm watching it, and you get to that scene where 3PO has goddamn things plugged into the back of his head. (laughs) I'm looking at my friends for the last time. (laughs) I I actually yelled at my TV and went, oh, fuck you. I hated that line, too. I thought that was bullshit. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Three PO doesn't even oh. know these characters. <laughs> like he's he's been hanging out with Leia for the first two fucking movies. He doesn't even know Ray or Poe. Well, maybe he knows Poe Dameron a little bit, but he doesn't know Finn. He doesn't know these characters. His friends talking about his friends. What are you talking about, Three PO? Shut up. <laughs> and he's just sitting, you know, tapping R two on the head who they're obviously going to turn into a trash can at some point because they're paying no respect to any original no, character. He, he's done trilogy. nothing. R2 has done nothing. R2 is the chosen one. Listen, by the end of this movie, I fully expect C-3PO to be melted down for parts, R2 to be made into a trash can, and Chewie to die from mange. They have no respect for these characters. Chewie's going to be a throw rug. In the shittiest, least creative, least heroic way possible because that's what they're doing. J.J. Abrams, I'm sorry, is the most overrated goddamn director in Hollywood. He no. ruined fucking Star Trek. He's oh. oh, hold on. No, no, no. He saved Star Trek. He no, saved you know it. He, he went to the kids who love Star Trek. He went to all the Trekkers out there and said, okay, you guys have played with this for long enough. We're going to give it to the cool kids. Emo mm. Spock, anyone? <laughs> I loved all the portrayals in the first reboot movie. It was so tight and so well done. The Listen, second and third, not so much. No, I'll just say it. Of the new Star Trek movies, Beyond's clearly the best. Uh-huh. That's the third one, right? Yep. Yeah, clearly I agree. The best of the I three. like that one. That's when J.J. Abrams had not a thing to do with. I did not <laughs> like the second one with Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan. That was horrible. no. That was no. They shouldn't have made him Khan. That bad. was a bad idea. Yep. So I'm sure you're going to make me go watch it because you need me to yell and scream at some episode in the future. But you mm-hmm. might, who, have you given up all hope, though? Maybe you'll enjoy this one. Have you thought about that? It's the third chapter in a bad story. I, it's going to be hard hard to even think about enjoying it. I'm maybe they'll, maybe they'll stick the landing with the third chapter. Maybe it'll end properly for you. Yeah, we can hope. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I do not like The Last Jedi. It has a few cool moments, but overall, it's a big disappointment. And you could have cut 45 minutes out of that movie and saved a lot of my time by not having mm-hmm. them go to Canto Bite. We've already discussed this. We won't yeah. re- We won't revisit it. Yes. But I have hope. They have not ruined Star Wars for me. I have hope with this last movie that J.J. can course correct a little bit. He can't fix everything Ryan Johnson did because he can't bring Luke back. But yeah. I think you can end the story 
properly in a way that honors these characters we love. And I'm very eager to see how they handle Carrie Fisher slash Princess Leia, General Leia, because the woman has been dead now for two years and she's a main character in this story. And I'm trying to figure out how they're going to pull that off. And it's not going to be weird because it's going to be weird, I think. No, they had uh, supposedly enough footage from episode one, well, from Force Awakens, to cobble together something that I think is going to be good enough send off for her. And it's going to fit the narrative of this story or did they have to write the story to fit what they have to use of her? You know what I mean? Well, first of all, she was supposed to rumors are she was supposed to be the the last Jedi. She was supposed to be this, the Skywalker that, you know, inherited everything. That's what I've read in the last couple months. But you know, they, they did, they, they planned it all around being her or her centric so now, yeah, they did. They had to scrap everything, scramble to fix the storyline. But supposedly, from what I've heard and rumors are, that what they've done is closure and it works and it works well. Because, you know, they shoot so much extra footage. They could have probably shot scenes where they were going to kill her off in the original movie. Right. You know, but nobody knows about it. So... Who knows? Maybe she dies defending something or, you know, something just she gets shot and they can use a body double. Who knows? But I think from what I've heard, this will be handled well. And and of course, her estate's been in on this stuff and and, you know, the whole film crew and everything say we're going to handle this respectfully. So I think that they will. I I think they're not going to short her character and, and just rush it. I think it'll be done well. I just hope it makes sense for the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that they'll fit it in. I mean, they're fucking wizards over there. They right. can they can figure something out. Yeah, you know, they already dumped her into the... Space pack. Poppins. And brought her back to life, so... <laughs> sure Space they Poppins! Oh, boy, we won't speak of that. <laughs> All right, well... well so oh, so here's, here's the other thing that I got to thinking of here. Obviously, they're going back to the remains of the second Death Star because that's where the Emperor died. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty that, crazy that, how much of that, that is intact. Endor, right? How much of that is intact? I mean, come on. It's yeah, like, there's a lot intact. A lot intact. The whole throne room is basically intact. How did that happen? Space <laughs> magic. Yeah. It was built around the power core is essentially the heart of a star yeah. that blows up. And not only is it intact, but we have to assume that those things came through the atmosphere like a goddamn asteroid yeah. and didn't cause an incomplete environmental disaster on Endor to wipe <laughs> out all the Ewoks. I'm just, I'm going to say it again. That planet while we're at it. I'm going to say it. Space magic. <laughs> okay. Don't question the space magic. Listen, if dinosaurs couldn't survive an asteroid, Ewoks can't either. That's all. I'm well, saying. I have a question for you. Wasn't Endor a forest moon? It was. So, so it was the moon of another planet, another yeah. system. So maybe I, the yeah. Death Star crashes on that system and not on Endor, because it looked like it was mostly water from what I saw. Yeah, if you remember from Return of the Jedi, they go to the the sanctuary moon, the century moon. I still, to this day, don't know what the fuck they say, of Endor. I think yeah. it's sanctuary moon of Endor. Correct me. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some fan will correct me if I'm wrong. The sanctuary moon. But yeah, they don't. The planet of Endor is this giant planet. the The forest moon of Endor is 
where the bunker is and the shield generator. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But I think it's like, hey, I'm going to go buy tissues. Oh, you're going to go buy Kleenex. You know, the two have become synonymous with each other. So you've got Endor and Endor, uh-huh. uh, the moon of Endor and then Endor itself. I think that the Death Star winds up on Endor, which looks more like kind of a watery kind of planet, you yeah. know? Right. Uh, and then the forest moon of Endor are where the Ewoks live. No, if it was if it was orbiting over the over the forest moon when it blew mm-hmm. up, the moon's gravity would yank all the pieces back down. Or well, I'm, I'm saying the larger, basically, the Death Star wound up on the large planet of Endor, not on the moon. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you watch the last battle too, they are over the main planet. You know, that, that's that's the main Endor right there, and then they're they they land on the moon to do the operation. That man, that's are we nerds? We are nerds. <laughs> We're way overthinking this. Well, we'll all find out when The Rise of Skywalker comes out in December. We will find out exactly where the remnants of Death Star 2 ended up. Yes. And how it all plays out. But I am pretty excited about Emperor Palpatine. I am a big fan. Mm. Do what must be done. (laughs) Space magic. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. He's the best. So looking forward to that. At least. At least that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to Dark Ray, which, by the way, I think is a red herring. I think that's like a vision or something. That doesn't actually occur in the movie. She's not turning bad. Give me a break. It's a, it's a Ray herring. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, enough talk about that. Now yeah. to the main event. Let's discuss Disney Plus has finally mm-hmm. arrived after all these months anticipating and waiting and they have released not one but in the first week two episodes of star wars the mandalorian the first ever star wars tv show Mm -hmm. this is the very first tv show for star wars that's not animated not counting the holiday special or the ewok tv movies what did we think go around the room mr christopher todd what did you think of the first two episodes of the mandalorian I've liked it so far. I've okay. liked it a lot. I think it's it is showing every penny that Disney has invested into it. Right. It looks beautiful. The acting is well done. The writing is well done. Special it's effects that, are good. It's got that Star Wars characteristic that's been missing from the newer movies mm-hmm. of being funny without telling jokes. Right. Are we going full spoiler? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, this is actually... One of my things I like and a gripe I have with it. The thing I like is we clear up the mystery of why Darth Vader told Boba Fett no disintegrations. That's right. Mandalorians are known to disintegrate. Although I do wonder why Mandalorian a Mandalorian is shooting a single shot rifle, but eh, you know what? I can let that pass. Because it looks really cool. It mm-hmm. does. But I'm watching them. I'm like, we're going with a single shot here, guys. Huh? Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Mandalorians are good shots. The fight scenes have been spectacular. Yeah. I thought the part where they rebuilt his ship in, you know, one montage scene was a little bit over the top. <laughs> We're going to rebuild your ship in two days. Like, <laughs> no, you need like a month for that shit. Well, it only um, took the a few hours to dismantle it. Well, taking things apart's a lot easier than putting them back together. True. But anyways, I'm space magic. You're right. I'm good with that. Space magic. We know, I don't know if we ever caught his name, but the Ugnat character. Creel. 
I liked him. Yeah. I I like how it looks like they're going to have characters that sort of appear, do their role, and then just, it looks like we're not going to see this guy again. Well, we're definitely not seeing IG-11 again. <laughs> see, I like that, that they're that that's how they're telling this story is that he moves through the universe. He's a loner, right. <laughs> yeah. He's done with this planet. Probably not going to see that character again. Yeah. We're just going to move on. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I like that kind of storytelling. We don't need to keep revisiting the same thing over and over again. So I, I thought I had a lot of, a lot of good things to say. You can come back to me about my two minor problems. All but. right. We will. Aaron Wood. What did you think of star Wars? The Mandalorian. I, uh, overall loved it. It was, uh, did it, it live was, up to your expectation? It did. First episode was spot on. I, uh, liked the characters. I liked just about every, the settings, the sets, the costuming, everything was really good. The storyline was good. Um, anytime you can have, uh, Warner Herzog be in your movie, <laughs> come on, you're just, you're Reach taking it up. to another level. Yeah. So that was, it was really good. I and took Carl little... motherfuck Carl motherfucking Weathers, yo him too him as, too as grief you know? he was awesome yep yep giving out the jobs you know handing out the work uh, a couple things you know in the second episode I, I took some umbrage with yeah and, and you did, upset some like... people on on the Facebook yeah. on the social the, the media. typical the <laughs> typical people we can we can name the yeah. typical people the Carter uh, yeah. So the things I didn't like about the second episode were some people are saying that one and two are supposed to be joined together, but they got split up. The next episode will be an hour long. Who knows? No one can agree on anything. Right. It just felt like this weird tacked on side quest. Again, we're driving the nostalgia train down the tracks. Uh, We got Jawas, which supposedly we're only on Tatooine, but we're not on Tatooine. We're on Avala 7. So these Jawas have red eyes. Other Jawas have yellow eyes. <laughs> I did notice that. They're slightly yep. different Jawas, yes. I, I think that they should have not put Jawas in. Uh, you get a reek. I think that's a reek from the prequels in this silly quest that the Mandalorian's got to go on. But no, that's a different. That, that wasn't a reek. That was a different creature. It was a different creature because I've heard it references the reek or a species of reek but yeah no it's not the same thing uh, are you yeah. talking about the mudhorn the big rhino yeah, looking yeah. dude yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they referred to it as a mudhorn mudhorn okay yeah. yeah just like everyone thought it was tatooine but it's arvala seven no it's tatooine shut up but the uh the big reveal is this baby yoda has got powers which i'm good and bad with i it's great that it's got powers, but I think that they blew their load too quickly and put that right out there. I think they should have waited a little bit longer. It just kind of felt like, yep, we're not going to keep you guessing. We're just going to show you that this is what it is. There you go. Especially earlier in the episode, he's trying to probably heal the Mandalorian's wounds, and Mandalorian doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't know what's going on. Just keep us guessing. Don't show us outright, but they played pretty much their whole hand right there. Hmm. Well, I will say that John Favreau should be the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm. Agreed. John Favreau mm-hmm. should oversee all of the Lucasfilm projects the way Kevin Feige oversees all of the Marvel movies because John Favreau is not just a fan of Star Wars, 
but he understands what makes Star Wars good. He understands maybe too much. I mean, there was a lot of fan service, and it was a little over the top in the first two episodes, I will agree. But he knows what you want to see in a Star Wars movie. He knows the feel you're looking for in a Star Wars movie. And let's face it, we don't know jack shit about Mandalorians. Boba Fett was a character in the last two movies in Empire and Return of the Jedi. He had a total amount of screen time of about eight minutes. Okay? We don't know jack shit about him. We don't know jack shit about Mandalorians unless you watch the Clone Wars cartoons and Rebels. They delve a little bit more into Mandalorian lore, but otherwise we don't know about Mandalorians. John Favreau took this character that we know nothing about and this race of people that we know nothing about, and in two episodes he's made it one of the most compelling fucking Star Wars characters I've ever seen. I care more about this Mandalorian character, this unnamed Mandalorian character, than I care about any of these new trilogy characters that J.J. Abrams has created. Mm -hmm. Tom, one thing I could tell you is they've taken a lot from the expanded universe. Now what they call Star Wars Legends. Yeah. You know, books I've been reading since I was in high school. But that stuff's not canon. It's not canon. Now it is. Because once you put it, the show is canon. Right. Now they're bringing elements from that, like the Beskar. There's a number of books where they talk about it. That's a type of steel that's mined on Mandalore that their armor is made out of that is virtually impervious to blaster fire and a lightsaber can't cut through it. Really? Yeah. That's that's what makes Beskar special. Well, you know what would be cool is if they explained that, because I was wondering why Beskar was, I I mean, I obviously was important to him, and it was obviously valuable because they're talking about paying him in Beskar, and he seemed all excited about that. But I didn't understand what, so Beskar is kind of like the adamantium of, or the vibranium of the Star Wars universe. You can only get it on Mandalore. All right. That's the only place it comes from. They use it to make their armor out of them. That's why they use them to hunt down the Jedi, because you can't cut through it with a lightsaber. Okay. And at this point, lightsabers aren't a thing anymore. Right. Because at this point, Luke's still the only Jedi out there, because this is, what, five years after Return of the Jedi? That's So correct. this guy has, and he seems to be young enough that he doesn't remember pre-Empire, right. where he was a kid. So he has no reason to know what the Jedi are. He just knows that Beskar is the steel that's important. Okay. That's why he doesn't know what Baby Yoda is doing. Right. Is because he doesn't know what the force is. Yeah. What the hell is he? What's the force to him? Nothing. And the Baby Yoda thing, I'm withholding judgment, but could be my one complaint about it. Not that there's a Baby Yoda, but the fact that one of the great things about Star Wars to me has always been the fact that it encourages imagination. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are left intentionally left unexplained. And since Disney has bought Star Wars, they're making it a point to explain away every little thing that's happened in these movies. Well, hold on, hold on. Yes and no. Lucas did that, too. He explained the force usage with the midichlorian bullshit and over-explained that, and that never needed to Uh, be done. And I agree. That was dumb. Dumb. But And yes, the prequels were the explanation for how we got to A New Hope. But things like the Clone Wars and essentially the prequels, if you think about it, all that comes from is one line at the beginning of New Hope in Obi-Wan's hut, where 
he says, your father was a great Jedi. He goes, no, he wasn't. He was a navigator on a spice freighter during the Clone Wars. They never explain any of that stuff, but our, our whole lives, we were just like, yes, fine. Exactly. That's what he did. <laughs> we didn't know what a spice, spice is, why it needs a freighter, and what the hell Clone Wars were. Right. We didn't know that, but we're cool with that. They made three movies out of one line, one throwaway line of dialogue. <laughs> we've, we've never known what Yoda's race is, right. his species. And that's been one of the good things about Yoda. He's unique in that regard. Well, and the only other Yoda we've ever seen is Yaddle yeah. in the prequels. Yeah, exactly. And she never even had a line or, no. or anything. So his species has been very unique through this whole saga right and by the way we all realize that this isn't baby yoda we're referring to it as baby yoda because yoda's species has never been given a name so we're just saying baby yoda because we don't know what else to call it yeah that's that's what i'm afraid of is that they're going to get too in depth about this and ruin some of the mystery well i have a feeling that first of all can i just say my theory First of all, yeah. well, before I get into my theory, can I just say what a masterful job Disney and Lucasfilm did at keeping that a surprise? How the hell that didn't leak out and right. that, the reveal of yeah. the baby Yoda? How the hell did that not leak out with the in this dawn of the Internet? How did they keep that a fucking surprise? Okay, and all these people who are like, why aren't we getting any Baby Yoda merch? Well, guys, the reason you haven't seen any yet is because they wanted to keep that a secret and a surprise. Trust me, there's going to be Baby Yoda merch. It's coming. You're going to get plenty of it. But that was amazing. That's right. That was amazing that they kept that on the on the DL. My theory is that it might be a Yoda clone. And the reason I say this is because if you look in the first episode, the doctor guy that walks in when Werner Herzog is talking to the Mandalorian, Uh he's got a patch on his arm, and it's the same symbol patch that they wear on Genosha, which is the clone world. Camino. Camino, thank you. You got it. And he's the one who wants this baby. Obviously, and you remember he said, Werner Herzog says to Mandalorian, I understand the complications of bounty hunting. So, you know, it's acceptable if the target is terminated as long as you have proof of the termination. And then the other guy's like, no, 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 that's not what we we agreed on it. We need it alive, you know, because obviously there's something going on there. There's some some connection to cloning. And yeah. I would not be the least bit surprised if Palpatine put these machinations in motion. Because remember, this baby Yoda is 50 years old. So it was created, a.k.a. born 50 years prior to this debuting. Which puts it right about in line with around the time that Anakin was born, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So... Palpatine could be involved in this somehow. There could be some really cool twists and turns that we're headed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm withholding judgment on on that completely until I see a little more. I'm just a little. It's like don't don't take the mystery away from us. Leave a few things alone. I refer our listeners back to my rant about why I don't care about the Joker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Aaron's right. They did reveal the Force powers too soon. 
Yeah, I would have liked to have them allude to them, you know, like reaching out his hand towards yeah. the wound, doing a couple other things, but to outright lift the mud horn up is just kind of like, eh, little okay. on the nose. Yep. Yeah. 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 But I, I am I am really impressed with the whole thing. I think we're going to get a lot more cool characters. You know, I like to nitpick everything. So I'm wondering I, why they haven't revealed his name yet. Do you think he's related to the Fets? You think he's Boba's relation somehow? I hope not. I hope he's just some green Mandalorian that's earning his armor, you yeah. know? He has a name listed all over the internet, Jin something or other. Yeah, he gave he revealed it in an interview, unfortunately. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But well. the real question is, is he ever going to take off his helmet? I think he will. I think he'll take it off in, like, the last episode of the season it'll be a reveal it'll be like master chief taking his helmet off they've already said something about taking the helmet off from a character in the show you know made a line about it so i think it's going to happen at some point but not anytime soon all right well i will get on with what i didn't like (laughs) okay and then you guys can get on with what you didn't like either first of all i loved that we finally got to see the cockpit and inside of the sand crawler, the Jawa sand crawler. That was awesome. Yeah, I know. I know you weren't a fan of the Jawas, but it was cool to get a little bit more Jawa information because I always that liked, was good. I always liked the sand crawler, and I'm like, that is a big armored thing. I would love to know. You know, all we ever saw was the cargo bay where they kept all the droids, and I'm like, I'd like to see more of that and see what else is going on in there. And it's cool that we got to see that scene of the cockpit and him squished in the cockpit. (laughs) Yes. That was fun. And and the Jawas Jawas seem to take having three or four of their friends disintegrated very well. Well, I think the thing thing with Jawas is they're kind of like, hey, this is what we do. This is what we do. And if we get called out on it, you know, so be it. But if we can make a trade and (laughs) make some money... Then you know it's all good. Let bygones be bygones. I think they're just business. They're shrewd businessmen. Those Jawas. It would have been funny if they would have subtitled that. We're like, this guy just wants. It's like, what can we do to get get our parts? Like this fucker disintegrated Fred. Yeah. It's like who cares? He can get us an egg. <laughs> disintegrated him, threw him out the window, <laughs> pulled him out of the side of the sand crawler to their death. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, some it was awesome. I, I that scene I liked. I I thought that was fun, and it was funny that the little baby Yoda egg was floating along behind as all that was going on. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. That was fun. It had a very lone wolf and cub feel. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are making that a reference to lone wolf. But and it's cub, good, yeah. you know. John Favreau gives nods to things and pays homage, and he does it in a clever way. I enjoyed it. Now, what I didn't enjoy, there's a couple things. First of all, I loved IG-11 in the first episode. Well done. Mm-hmm. Really disappointed mm-hmm. that that's all we got of him. I, He'll I, be back. You think? He will. He's in a lot of promotional materials. All right. I you hope know, so. Standing there with Gina Carano and a few other things. Yeah, so, I hope yeah. so. Maybe it'll would, be IG-12. Well, I was going to say it might be a different IG number. It, yeah. But I really enjoyed IG-11 and... <laughs> it's too bad he had to go out the way he did. But that was a cool twist, too, at the end of the first episode. Yeah. The Mandalorian took him out and and uh, saved the baby Yoda. I'm glad they didn't make him into a wacky Korg-like character from Ragnarok, you know, where he was totally madcap and insane. He yeah. was... He was, but downplayed, you know? Yeah, but I, I enjoyed the... I was self-destruct. self-destruct. 
It appears we are trapped. I will initiate self-destruct sequencing. Whoa, you're what? Manufacturer's protocol dictates I cannot be captured. I must self-destruct. Do not self-destruct. I will initiate self-destruct. Do not self-destruct! Beginning self-destruct countdown. No, stop! I Don't liked self-destruct yet. Yeah, I liked that whole self-destruct bit. That was fun. That was and great. he had the thermal yeah. detonator in his chest ready to go. That was good. Yeah, um, I like that. That's what that's good about Star Wars when you're funny without telling a joke. Right. And you recognize things. It's, he used that in a clever way, the thermal detonator. That's something we recognized and we we knew from Return of the Jedi and we all understood what was going to happen. So that was cool. What I didn't like in the first episode was the portable freezing chamber. Oh, yeah. The carbon freezing chamber on his ship. I'm uh, What? Huh? Yeah. I mean, so much. if we all remember from Empire, that was not something that they normally did. Lord Vader, we only use this facility for carbon freezing. You put him in there, it might kill him. I do not want the Emperor's prize damaged. We will test it on Captain Solo. They just tested it out on Han, and it happened to work. So, so are you telling me that what Boba Fett went back to Mandalore and told everyone, "Hey guys, I got this great new trick that we can use to get all of our prey. We can put them in carbon freezing carbonite blocks, and and then they made little portable versions of freezing chambers that they could put into the ships and just randomly freeze people." That was a little bit much. That was a little. Well, look how big the first cell phones were. Technology advances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not talking a Motorola bricks anymore, are we? All right, I guess. I I mean, it was <laughs> it was kind of cool, but it was kind of also like, oh, God, come on, really? I mean, yeah. you know, and then he's got, they're like, it's like a wallet. <laughs> he's, he's got them all in a row, <laughs> flipping through all the different people he's captured and putting carbonite. Yeah, uh, that was that, kind of funny. That was kind of, uh, that I could have did without. Very heavy on the, you know, you see salacious crumb on a on a spit being cooked. Obviously, it wasn't, yeah. not salacious crumb, but his, you know, whatever they call them, spider monkeys or whatever they are, um, hmm. space monkeys, whatever, <laughs> rat monkeys, whatever the hell those things are. Hey, what do, you, what do you think takes better, salacious crumb or a porg? I'm thinking porg is more like chicken, so I'm going to go with porg. Mm, I would rather yeah. eat a porg than a salacious crumb. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd have to do a blind taste test. <laughs> Maybe it all tastes like chicken in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Except they don't have chicken, so what are the... Right. <laughs> Maybe it all... Maybe in Star Wars universe, what's it taste like? Tastes like porg. Right. Porg is the chicken. Porg is the chicken of Star Wars. Yeah. Do you think in the Star Wars universe, since they don't have chickens and they don't have Buffalo, New York... That you go to a cantina, you get porg wings, Mustafar style. <laughs> uh, good oh, times. man. And, and the hottest wings are the ones they've been Anakin'd. That's what they call the hottest <laughs> wings. You don't get any hotter you, than that. How do you want your wings? I want Mustafar or high ground? Give me some dark side wings. <laughs> Ooh, high ground, please. <laughs> Oh, you're too much. <laughs> so I so I didn't like that. Some of that, I mean, I, I understand they're trying to establish some continuity. I get it. But it was a little bit over the top with the whole carbon freezing bounty hunter connection. 
Because that was really just something that happened in Empire Strikes Back by accident. It just happened to work that they froze Han and he, and he survived the process. Oh, they've encased him in carbonite. He should be quite well protected. If he survived the freezing process, that is. Well, Calrissian, did he survive? Yes, he's alive. And in perfect hibernation. He's all yours, bounty hunter. But it wasn't intentional. It wasn't practice for bounty hunters to do that. And now, now they've made it commonplace in this Mandalorian world. And, and I know, Chris, you had some other problems. I only had one other problem, and it's not about the Mandalorian specifically. We didn't need Nick Nolte to do the voice of the uh, Ugnaught. Of Kuehl? Really? No. Oh, he was great, though. Because I really don't like when animated shows or anything that uses a animated or a, or any character like that that's not the actual actor. I don't like when they get a famous person to do the voice actor because I wasn't watching an Ugnaught. I was just thinking about Nick Nolte. I have spoken. <laughs> okay. Do you know what? I thought that they changed his voice enough where I wasn't thinking about Nick Nolte right. the whole time I was watching it. I, I think that they did really well. Like I didn't know that was Horatio Sands was the blue bounty that, yeah. that he picked up. They did a, a good enough job where it wasn't like, oh, it's Nick Nolte playing Nick Nolte being Nick Nolte. It was just he's a gruff Ugnaught, you know? By the way, hey, speaking of the hey. Sands in um, in about two sentences. Speaking, like, hold on. Speaking of that, speaking of that, real quick, just as quick side note, I love that they finally addressed going to the bathroom in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes, they, they have never covered that before, and the vac tube is the answer. In case you've ever wondered how Han Solo went pee pee, there's mm. vac tubes on these ships, and we finally got to see one, and we got to hear about it referred. It was pretty. That was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. I did like. I liked the little, yeah, expanding the universe things that they did. That was cool. And it's yeah. about time they explained to us how you took a leak in space. Right. <laughs> so, all right, Aaron. Anything else you want to say about the Mandalorian? No, I'm just really looking forward to more episodes of it. I know a lot of people are like, we want it all dropped now. I kind of like the fact that it's episodic, you know? That's yeah. how I dealt with Game of Thrones for years and Breaking Bad. I just want to savor this, see where it goes. I totally agree. Totally agree. I think nice. that the binging thing is okay for certain things. Right. Yep. It's nice to have something to look forward to. Exactly. Although I, I was a little surprised that the episodes were, were as short as they were. Well, once again, like I said... Rumor is that these two episodes were supposed to be one episode that they split up and then the rest will be 45 minutes to an hour. But once again, it's speculation. Yeah, we'll see. Well, that would make sense because uh, they did break this episode in two parts and release it in the same week. So maybe that's that was the thinking. They're like, well, we'll drop yeah. it. We'll drop it opening day when we launch Disney Plus and then we'll give you the second half of it that Friday. So you get the whole episode in the first week but we're gonna split it up yeah. I, I think the only reason people care that it's not binge bingeable is because it's so good you want to watch more um, yeah but yeah I, I I don't have a problem with waiting I mean it gives you because it gives you time to talk about it honestly if you could binge all eight episodes in one sitting then you'd discuss the whole thing and be done with it this way we get to talk about it Every week we'd talk about the new part and what's happened and what we expect and think's going to happen in the next one. I also like the fact that they don't give you any indication of what's coming up. Like they, 
usually a show will give you here's some previews for next week's episode. They're not doing that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we said all we need to say about the Mandalorian. If you don't have Disney Plus, I would say it is worth six ninety nine a month to subscribe ah. and watch yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, or just wait for the first season to be done, then subscribe, binge it, and then move on your way. Yeah. <laughs> or, and a shout out to Librarian Kate for this top tip. Ooh, I like how you just slid that in there. If you have an unlimited data subscription to Verizon, you can get your first year of Disney Plus free. Really? Yeah, I'm not paying yeah. for it. First year. I also have that deal and I'm getting it for free for a year. How much does it cost to have an unlimited Verizon plan? Uh, my plan's 80 bucks a month for my data plan and my phone. So yeah, mm. there you go. I might have to upgrade. Yeah. We don't have a, we've got like a family plan, but it's not unlimited. Maybe we um, need to look into that. There, yeah, I, there are a few different other things too that fall into the, the Verizon. We'll give this to you for free category besides um, the unlimited thing too. You can probably check with them, step by a, a store and, and find out. Because cool. I'm sure they're pushing the promo big time. Yeah, because I have Netflix for free through Comcast. Through Comcast, yeah, which I like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, look into it. be awesome to get a free year of Disney+. Plus. Yes, it would. Cool. Well, thanks for that tip, boys. All right. Well, why don't we wrap things up with some recommendations? We'll let our guest go first. Aaron Wood, what would you like to recommend to Not Nation? I am going to drop the bomb here, and I'm going to recommend Watchmen. Really? I didn't think I was going to. I didn't think I was going to like the show. I didn't know what to think of it. I'm hooked. Five episodes have dropped so far. It's going in really crazy directions. This is on HBO? This is on HBO, yeah. It's got enough tie-ins. They've been slow dropping the the connections to the the book. And they did a, I won't give anything away, but they did a big tie-in to the old comic this week and so uh, I is this a re is it a reboot or is it it is not it is an actual continuation in the watchman universe in the watchman graphic novel universe so it takes uh, place after the watchman story that we already know mm-hmm. yep every where the graphic novel ends this takes place uh, i won't give anything away as far as time period goes but you should definitely be watching this show it is not on the level of Game of Thrones, it is it is its own thing. Like you, you've read Watchmen. People who read Watchmen know what they're going to expect, and this fills the niche for that. Really? Yeah. And does it have some of the same characters from? Mm-hmm. The like first I said, story? I don't want to give anything away, but there are ties to the original, and they're done I saw, well. I saw like a scene with people wearing a bunch of Rorschach masks, and I'm like, Rorschach's dead. What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, it's done really, really well, Tom. It's it's recommended for me, definitely. Okay, I'll give it a go. I have it. I still have HBO. I haven't canceled it. I was going to cancel it once Game of Thrones ended, but I for some reason I forgot. So I'll check mm-hmm. it out. You're actually yeah. not the first person to tell me it was good, so I will yep. give it a shot. I agree with the <laughs> the aforementioned person that we don't agree with for Last Jedi on this. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> okay. it's going to be good. How about you, Christopher Todd? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? The new season of Rick and Morty on Comedy Central just started two weeks ago. There are only two episodes in. All right. It's, it's been worth the wait. 
Right, it's been two years since the last season. Totally worth it. I have never watched one episode of Rick and Morty. I have watched one episode of Rick and Morty and yeah. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> really? But, yeah, I never yeah. I never had any interest in it, but I've heard from numerous people that it's good. Yeah, I, I have too. Yeah, I, I just had a friend after maybe the second season who told me about it. I watched it and just loved it, and it's. I think it lives up to the hype. I mean... See, it's it's it should be some it should be something that I want to see because I think it's created by the guy who did Community. Yeah, it It is. is. And I can't get through the voice acting. His name his name is Dan Harmon, and he Mm -hmm. was also a contributor to one of my favorite indie comic books of all time, Scud the Disposable Assassin, written and created by the great Rob Schrab. Dan Harmon was Rob Schrab's friend, and he also did a book called La Cosa Nostroid about cyborg gangsters. And I'm a big Dan Harmon fan, and I loved Community, so I would think I'd be into this, but for some reason it does not appeal to me. And I, you know what it is? That Pickle Rick thing that was big a couple years ago? <laughs> that episode was great. I fucking saw that and heard about it everywhere, and it, it burnt me out on And much like... Cowboy Rich burnt D-Rock out on Mandalorian before the show even dropped. Cowboy. Pickle Rick burned me out on Rick and Morty before I even watched an episode. It, it, it did the exact opposite of what I think they were going for, which is making me want to see what that was about. It made me not want to see what that was about. I, it, was just, it was in my face everywhere, and I just didn't fucking care. Yep. Well, I can tell you that what they've done... This season is the the last season had a had a theme running through every episode, and this season they've gone back to it seems like each episode is its own standalone adventure, which harkens back more to the first two seasons, which I think is a bit of an improvement. It does better when each episode is kind of on its own with the occasional reference back to something that happened before. Sure, Not, but I personally think it's brilliant. It's funny. It's disgusting in a lot of ways. And that's what makes it funny because I love that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's highly recommended, although it doesn't need to be on at 11.30 on a Sunday night. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bad time slot. That's why God created DVR, my friend. Exactly. I, I've i stayed up for both episodes, but I have a hunch I'll be watching a lot over breakfast on Monday morning. That's right. Mm. And to harken back to our first discussion, if you watch, when you watch Rick and Morty, the house that they live in is an exact duplicate of the house... Of Walter White's house from Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. Yeah, the yeah. design from the show. Too funny. Aren't the characters supposed to be like a twisted version of Doc and Marty from Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how it started. Was okay. a like a lot like South Park did, kind of making a one-off type thing that got blown up from there. Okay. And it was kind of and it was a take on on Doc Brown and Marty. So. All right. Maybe I'll give it a go. But I've got too much other stuff to watch first. I'll it's it's I'll put it low on the list, but I'll put it on the list. You just made the list. You just made the list. There's an old sound drop we haven't used in a while. Okay, so my recommendation for Not Nation, I have two actually, and they're both TV shows. If you're not watching the Blacklist, I highly recommend you do it. Mm. And I think Chris Todd will second that. Yeah, I was I was a little worried about this season, but the, the way the last shit. episode ended. That last episode was quite the shocker, wasn't it? It's like, oh, now shit's getting interesting. You're like, so who the hell is he? I don't want to spoil it's it, like, but 
There's the left turn I've been waiting the for. The plot has definitely thickened. I didn't know how they would thicken the plot, and they've definitely thickened the plot. I'm very excited about where it's heading, and it's just so good. It's so, it's so consistent. <laughs> what is this, year seven? It's the seventh season? It's, yeah, I'm not sure how much more time they've got left, but well, they've definitely upped their game the past week. I'm telling you, they just... Uh, if they stay consistent like this, they could go for three more seasons. I mean, I, I just don't know. It's just awesome. It's great. So I highly recommend The Blacklist. Also, The Good Place. This is the final season of The Good Place. That's a really funny show. And that's, I love it. That, that's, I think the last episode is next week. Yeah, it's wrapping up. So probably by the time this airs, it, it will have already aired the last episode. But you can, I'm sure you can catch up on, on demand. And Let's be honest. By the time this airs, the show's going to be on DVD. All right, stop. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get it out quickly. <laughs> give me, give me a break, would you? I work 65 hours a week and I have children. It's hard to find time to edit. Well, teach yeah. your kids to edit, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, there you go. Now you put thinking. them to work. Yeah, kids, edit out all the swears in Daddy's podcast. <laughs> Child labor laws are ruining the country. Yeah, there you go. But the the other recommendation I have is if you're not watching The Walking Dead, and I know a lot of you gave up on it. <laughs> I would recommend you give it another go because this season has been really fucking good. And this last, last e- the episode that just aired this Sunday past night. week, yeah. what is just, it was the twist at the end. <laughs> Harken back to the old school walking dead. Like what you loved about this show. It was like perfect. It was awesome. And they killed off yeah. a main character and it was great. <laughs> They haven't killed off anybody important in a while, and it was great. It was a great death, and it was a great twist, and it's just been really good. It's been really good. You, what can you say? I didn't think it would be good after Rick, after uh, Andrew Lincoln left and they wrote Rick's character out of the show, but it has been really good. Mm. Did, did you, and I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but when that death was happening, were you doing the same thing I was doing going, Oh no, 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 not no. I was oh, yeah. I was actually very excited. I I I totally didn't see it coming. And then when the, and I was like, "Oh, come on, don't kill him." And oh. then and then when the twist happened, I'm like, "Yes! Yes!" I was like rooting for it to happen because I'm like, "This is uh, this is excellent." It was an excellent death. It was an excellent way to go out. It was an excellent twist. It was excellent. Good on you, Angela Kang, the new showrunner. You've been doing great. I'm looking and, up spoilers right now. It was great. And, and when that twist happened at the end, it feels like you should have seen it coming with everything that happened during the episode. Yes. Look, you're like, holy. I was just like, why didn't I see this? I well, should've... with everything that's happened so far this season, there's been clues and hints yeah, all exactly. along. And it was like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> it finally, you you looked back and put all the pieces together and it totally made sense. But you're like, how did I not see that coming? It was exactly. great. It was very well done. Just, masterful. That's damn good storytelling. It actually, I almost feel like that should have been the mid-season finale. Because what are they, next week, this upcoming episode is the mid-season finale. And you're like, what are they going to do to top that? Well, that's the thing is the the big thing happens in the in the second to last episode always. Yeah, and then the repercussions of it, I guess. That's the yeah, and set up finale. and set up the la- what's going to happen the rest of the season. Right, right, right. I but don't yeah, know. It, it was Walking good. Dead has definitely got its groove back. Yeah, it's good. You should check it out if you're not already watching. Plus, 
Denai Guerrera, Michonne, her character's leaving at some point this season. Don't you want to know how she goes out? Do you think that this isn't really a spoiler because they've been talking about it. So you think Maggie shows up next week? Not next week, but I think she's definitely coming back. I think Lauren Cohen's they said she's coming back. Yeah. Because she left for a while to make that god awful show that she was on for a minute. Whiskey Cavalier. Oh God, I watched one episode. It was so bad. Yeah, it lasted thirteen episodes though, I'll give her that. <laughs> one season. Yeah. So yeah, she'll be back. And they need her back, especially now that Denai Guerrero is leaving the show. You yeah. you need a familiar face. You can't just have Daryl and Carol. <laughs> yep. Although these last couple episodes were very Daryl and Carol centric and they were excellent, <laughs> I have to say. So definitely if you if you gave up on Walking Dead and you haven't watched it in a while, give this season a shot because it's been really good. And Negan has been good. All the characters have been great. The storytelling is really good. That's it. Those are my recommendations for you, Not Nation. And thank you for listening. On behalf of my magical and mental co-hosts, my special guest, artist extraordinaire, Mr. Aaron Wood. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, buddy. And, of course, your favorite official lawyer who never has a good sign-off, Mr. Christopher Todd. Hey, just remember, in everything in life, you should start off with your feet shoulder width apart. I, I still have a good sign off. I, I was just trying something there. Yeah, that didn't work. Keep trying. No, that, no, no, that, that wasn't really good. My name is Tom Van Zandt. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 74. Oh, my God, the big episode 75 is the next one. What will we do? Until then, I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Are you still recording? Uh, I'm always recording. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> always be recording. <laughs> EBR. That doesn't sound right. No. Good Lord, I think I wish Not Nation would chime in with a goddamn sign off for me. I can't come up with anything. Well, I think it's funny. That's the good joke that you don't ever have one. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't come up with anything. Uh. Music more creative than this. Do or do not. There is no trying.